the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested in more. Joining me now from briefing.com and his page one column, which starts my day, Patrick O'Hare. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hello, Rob. I'm doing fine, thanks. Nice to be back with you. Uh, good to have you. Can we just replay last Tuesday's spot? Because it, it feels about the same, right? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, and what we've seen uh, this morning is kind of like the, the dust get kicked up again um, with respect to some disappointing economic data, um, you know, that has essentially perpetuated these concerns, really, that uh, despite the best efforts on the part of central bankers around the globe, you're still not really seeing, um, you know, a flow-through effect in sustainable uh, and strong growth. Uh, I mean, quite the opposite. Um, most of the manufacturing PMI readings uh, today essentially pointed to a deceleration, if not an outright contraction in manufacturing activity, and, uh, and that's not a, an encouraging uh, thing to take in right now. So we wake up this morning and it's a really down day. Is it tied to China again? Well, it was the excuse, certainly. Um, I don't. Okay. I think that uh, you know, the market participants certainly had to be cognizant that uh, you know that things are, are not great in China. I, I suspect that there was some some underlying hope, if you will, that you know the official PMI report out of China might actually surprise on the upside and, and help you know, turn the tide of investor sentiment, but it didn't do that. It just basically uh, solidified for people that, you know, the world's second largest economy is in the midst of a slowdown. And the question is just just how drastic will it slow? Uh, The answer seems to be unknowable um, because uh, market participants uh, can't wholly trust the data that they're getting. uh, And uh, there's a lot of sort of esoteric things surrounding China's way of doing business that make it difficult to really uh, quantify, you know, where its economy is at. Um, But uh, based on the official reports we see coming in, you can see that there is certainly a a slowdown trend that has taken shape. Uh, And again, it's just the question of, you know, just how much slower will things get? And uh, and that's, you know, and what type of ripple effects will that have uh, through the global economy? I saw a report out today on uh, South Korea, and their exports are basically down across the world, except for the United States, thus kind of validating that the world is slowing down, Uh, not melting, but slowing. Uh, 
what do we do as investors? Do you just go completely domestic, Russell 2000? Do you go and say, hey, now's a good time to buy Chinese stocks because they're going to come back at some point and their economy is still going to continue to grow. It's a pretty big economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, lots of questions, I guess, lots of approaches. You know, one, one approach that doesn't always get a lot of play is, you know, is maybe you do nothing. You know, maybe uh, if you truly have that long-term mindset, you just, you know, you, you have to unfortunately uh, digest everything that's coming at you right now, and it doesn't sound all that great, uh, but maybe, you know, you just sit there. Now, um, having said that, I think you uh, take stock of, you know, what type of cash position you need to be in, whether you need to raise funds, things like that, and look at the holdings you have, uh, determine, you know, where these stocks are trading uh, on a P.E. basis relative to a historical average. If they're significantly above that historical average, uh, then perhaps what you do is you start taking some money off the table, start trimming some of that position, uh, particularly if uh, we ultimately get into this environment where interest rates do go up, you know, and which will compress earnings prospects and, and, and valuations. And so, um, so that's, that's the type of perspective I think one needs to look at things here is, is, you know, take stock of your holdings and understand where they are relative to their historical norms. If they're, you know, in line with averages and maybe you don't have to do uh, anything, if they're below average, then, you know, perhaps now the opportunity exists to, to add to those positions, and if they're above average, then you, know, you probably want to sit there and, and uh, determine, you know, whether you're going to need to have cash in the near term and, and take something off if, uh, if that's the case. Are there any sectors that you're looking at that you're, you're salivating and telling your team, you know, maybe this is an area for us to focus on as an opportunity, or are there any sectors that you're looking at and say, whoa, things could get a lot worse? Well, you know, it, if I take a very long-term perspective here, then I think that there is opportunity that's starting to avail itself within these really beaten down, you know, materials and, and energy plays. Um, you know, we've seen uh, the likes of Carl Icahn and Warren Buffett start to get a bit more involved in those spaces. And, uh, you know, their involvement doesn't by any means suggest that a bottom is in, but it might suggest on the margin that you're close to a bottom. These are long-term value-oriented uh, investors, uh, and they're starting to take some big positions in some of these beaten-down uh, names. Um, so there's some opportunity there, I think. Um, if you, again, subscribe to this view that the U.S. economy is the place to be, that you're going to see a pickup in economic activity and interest rates go up on account of that, um, you know, I've been saying that the you know the financial space, the regional banks, uh, stocks like that, is probably a place where there is also some opportunity. Um, but clearly, in this very near term, uh, what we've been seeing is the market starting to doubt uh, whether the Fed is actually going to raise rates. Uh, started to doubt whether that U.S. economic acceleration argument is going to come to fruition, and you're seeing that being wrung out of some of these financial names. Um, so the financial sector has not acted well lately, but you have to have a longer-term mindset if you're going to get involved there, I think. Um, so that's, you know, those are a few areas uh, that might hold some longer-term opportunities at this juncture. Anything else that you're working on right now that you think could be helpful for the listeners? Well, you know, I, not that I'm working on anything specifically. It's more of what I'm waiting on specifically, and that's the employment report on Friday. Um, you know, and I'm going to be 
keying in, as will all market participants, really on the hourly earnings number there, uh, and whether that suggests there's been some wage excel- wage growth acceleration or not. Um, that seems to be sort of the the the, the one determinant the Federal Reserve wants to uh, key on to determine whether it wants to you know lift off with Fed the Fed funds rate in the near term here, and it hasn't gotten any support in that line for some time now, but uh, but that will basically determine and will lay to rest this whole argument whether the Fed's going to raise rates in September or not. Um, if it's uh, if it's a higher than expected number, then I think the, the Fed will again try to rationalize that first rate hike here in September. If it's weaker than expected, then, you know, I think then they're they're out of the game in terms of raising rates in September. And what is your thought on raising rates? Does it help the stock market, not the economy, but stock market, or does it hurt the stock market? Well, higher rates don't typically bode well for the present value of uh, future cash flows. So um, it's our opinion, essentially, that the, the Federal Reserve should not be raising rates in September uh, based on a number of factors uh, on, on the inflation side of their mandate. Um, things are not developing well there, and they cannot be reasonably confident that inflation is going to get to their 2% target here uh, in the near term anyway, or even in the medium term, based on some of those uh, inflation trends that have been unfolding. With that said out, with that out there, are we, we've been in pretty low interest rates essentially since 2001. We tried to fight back up to normal once, and we didn't quite make it. Do you think we're in an interest rate world that the new norm is now going to be between Two percent and three percent for the ten-year, because it's been a long time since it's been above three. Right. Well, that's what the the pricing seems to suggest. I mean, the, you know, and the, the Fed has certainly been guiding to this idea that uh, the you know normalized rate is going to be much lower than what it has been in the past, and so you're not seeing the the ten-year react all that you know negatively. It's not getting out of hand by any means, and it's essentially accepting this idea that. Uh, the Fed funds rate is going to be low, extremely low for for a considerable amount of time. Um, that's all subject to change with incoming data, of course. But the market right now doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in that uh, in that outlook that you're going to see a real rapid acceleration that drives a, a real rapid uh, jump in uh, in the Fed funds rate. Um, I've been doing radio a very long time, and part of the mantras, one of the mantras I've come up with is if the ten-year Treasury is under. Three and a half, four percent. You buy stocks. If it's above three and a half, four percent, you buy bonds. I have to change that, don't I? Uh, potentially, yeah. You know, if this okay. is a, a secular shift that's taking place here, and we're going to have lower potential growth rates around the globe, but then you're going to have, you know, a lower level of long-term interest rates, and uh, and you have to, you know, adjust accordingly to that, uh, perhaps that new reality. Anything else that you want to tip in? We've got about a minute, minute and a half. Um, you know, we're clearly in a very volatile period right now. And um, what I suggested, you know, to listeners last week is is we're going to see that volatility persist here um, and probably more or less have, you know, reset this trading range, right? You know, we were stuck between 20, 2040 and 2130 throughout pretty much the entire year up until recently. And with the fallout of late, and the drop in stock prices, um, you still have a market that's basically trading in line with its 15-year historical average. So it's it's got a full valuation, and the market's going to probably chop around here in a lower trading range, let's just say in the area of 1870 to 2000 um, for, for a while here until we get some clarity on what the Federal Reserve's going to do and what that ultimately means for earnings prospects, inflation, 
uh, and economic activity down the road. Thank you so much. Always good to have you on when the markets are volatile, especially good. It's Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist. I'm Rob Black. You can find out more about Briefing.com by going to the site, Briefing.com. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.